Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. It seems the men are mad. Ever since superstar Taylor Swift started stepping out with NFL player Travis Kelsey, women have been pranking the men in their lives online, and some have not handled it well. I get it, you're not a sports person, and I get you you don't understand how the world works, but Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are probably the best quarterback tight end duo in the history of football. But no one knew who they were until Taylor Swift went to their game. No one knew, no. In your world, no one knew who they were. It seems some men are not happy with the Swifty invasion of their sport, despite the singer's appearance at games having an instant positive impact on the numbers. So why are the men upset? And is there a lesson in patriarchal influence to be had as two of the biggest names in their fields decide to try out Romeo and Juliet? But first, your news headlines for Monday, October 9. The number of people who have lost their lives on both sides of the latest escalating Palestinian-Israeli crisis is climbing into the hundreds, with Israel responding to the surprise attack by Hamas fighters on the weekend. The Palestinian terror group launched an attack on Israel on Saturday, launching thousands of missiles across the border and rampaging through Israeli towns, taking hostages, many from an open-air music festival, many of them women and children, who've been paraded through the streets in Gaza. Israel has responded with airstrikes that have hit homes in Gaza with hundreds killed on both sides. This conflict is also extending beyond the Israel-Palestine border, with Israel and Iran-backed Hezbollah militia exchanging artillery and rocket fire on the border with Lebanon and two Israeli tourists and their guide killed by a police officer while on holiday in Egypt. The referendum vote is now less than a week away as the Prime Minister says the Indigenous voice to Parliament will be all gain and no pain. More than two million Aussies have already cast their ballot as two surveys released yesterday still show the no vote ahead. The Sydney Morning Herald resolved strategic poll showing 49% opposed to the voice and 38% in support and a news poll indicating the no vote had 58% support while yes was at 34%. Despite the polls, the Prime Minister remains positive, telling a rally in the New South Wales town of Queanbeyan that the voice is about giving permission to a group of people who make up less than 4% of the population at no cost to anyone else, saying it was all gain and no pain. Those Australians who are part of the wave of returning citizens who had to stay in hotel quarantine at their own expense during the pandemic are having the money taken from their bank accounts. New South Wales Premier Chris Minns has defended the garnishing of people's accounts for sometimes thousands of dollars as they claw back almost $40 million in outstanding hotel quarantine fees owed by more than 17,000 people. Mr Minns says that people had been warned for years that their bills were due and that the government needed the money to pay for essential 
financial services. While authorities say those whose accounts are being garnished would be contacted beforehand, some are saying the withdrawal has come as a surprise. A 6.3 magnitude earthquake that hit Afghanistan's west on the weekend has now taken the lives of more than 2,400 people. The tremor hit the mountainous area 35 kilometres northwest of the city of Herat on Saturday, damaging or destroying more than 1,300 homes and injuring more than 9,000 people. Rescue teams are in place searching for survivors, as those who've made their way to hospitals are now finding themselves short of food, water, medicine, clothing and somewhere to sleep. Afghanistan's healthcare system is now almost entirely reliant on foreign aid after the Taliban made crippling cuts to the system after returning to power. But even international help has been pulled back after the Taliban put more restrictions on women in public life, including not allowing female aid staff. Gymnast Simone Biles has made a stunning return to her sport, claiming four gold medals at the World Championships. Biles, who famously pulled out of competing at the Tokyo Games after explaining she was struggling to find her place when spinning and also needed a break to work on her mental health, returned with a bang, taking out gold on the beam and floor and taking her gold medal haul to four, adding a silver on vault, making her the most decorated gymnast in history, male or female. Biles has won a record 37 medals at the World Championships and Olympics. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. A couple of months ago, two guys that the majority of Australians had never heard of sat down to chat on their highly rated US podcast, New Heights. These two men both play American football on different teams, the Eagles and the Chiefs. They're brothers Jason and Travis Kelsey, who famously played each other during the Super Bowl earlier this year. But on this day, they weren't talking football. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah. If you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets. And I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. (laughs) This confession sent the Swifty universe into a spin. Could this be Taylor's next big romance? Over the next six weeks, rumours started to emerge that the pair were actually hanging out. Then when she turned up at a Kansas City Chiefs game against the Bears on September 24, sharing the corporate box with Travis's mum, Swifties went wild. There is a wonderful theory on TikTok that's going around that I love. It's called the dusty ex-boyfriend effect. Check this out. So what you do is you date that guy that you think you're going to marry. That would be Joe Alwyn. They dated for seven years. We thought he was going to be the one. And then what? They break up. She's a little heartbroken because she thought this was going to be the husband, but it didn't turn out. So what do you do? Then you go to the rebound guy. That was Matt Healy. He was a dumpster fire. So he only lasted for five seconds, right? was a dumpster right? fire. And what happens after you date the rebound? Then you meet your husband, enter Travis Michael. Kelsey, tight for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is it. But while the Taylor Swift fan base was changing the numbers of the NFL dramatically, tickets to the next Chiefs game selling like hotcakes as Swifties grabbed them on the off chance she'll be there, sales of Travis Kelsey's jerseys jumped massively, and both the NFL and Kelsey earned hundreds of thousands of new social media followers, some of the men were not impressed with this new influx of young women to their sport. 
and couldn't wrap their heads around just how influential Taylor Swift is. Swifties, welcome to the NFL. This is a bigger audience. The NFL audience is bigger than the Swiftie audience. Yeah, the NFL audience is bigger than the Swiftie audience. Yeah. It's not. You don't think the NFL audience is bigger than the Swifties? She's our modern day Michael Jackson. Hey, look, the, way look she the NFL's Instagram account has 27 million followers. Taylor Swift has 272 million. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> now there's a but. How many followers? 27 million to 272 million. Said that Taylor Swift's most recent tour literally shifted the American economy. And guess what? You know who's gonna take the W here? The NFL. What followed were posts about how toxic the singer is, how she'll be a bad influence on Kelsey, how she's ruining it for everyone with the focus being on her and not the football. Some felt the need to explain how much they hate her music or how they don't find her attractive. Many seemed, well, scared of her. And when women started to prank their male partners on TikTok with this sentence... Isn't it crazy that Taylor Swift like, put that guy Travis Kelsey on the map? He literally blew up now. A lot of those men responded with shock and anger. What? You're kidding me, right? No. Look, I get it. You're not a sports person. And I get you you don't understand how the world works. But Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are probably the best quarterback tight end duo in the history of football. But no one knew who they were until Taylor Swift went to their game. No one knew. No. In your world, no one knew who they were. Travis Kelsey and his brother have the best podcast. His brother is a, a, a Philadelphia Eagle, one of the best centers ever played the game. He won two Super Bowls, and he is literally going to be in the Hall of Fame for being one of the best tight ends ever played this game. Yeah, but I'm just saying, in total Taylor's what no one did who they were. Jane, I can't even talk to you anymore. So how is it that Taylor Swift is triggering football fans? Edie Olmstead is a journalist and culture writer based in New York City, and the current social media intern for the New Republic. She says there is a very big fear of a united and uncontrollable mass of young women. I think broadly the negative response that people are having to Taylor Swift as a Travis Kelsey football game is because of their fear over the influence she has over her fans. Taylor Swift has a lot of young female fans who will do basically anything that she says. I mean, a lot of them tuned in to watch the game, which was a remarkably boring game, apparently. It just goes to show that her fans will really do anything just to kind of get a glimpse of her, just to feel close to her. And I think that that scares a lot of people because they know that they don't exact that kind of power over young women. She also says the prank that has shown some men responding with such immediate anger is a sign they see it as a threat. I think it goes back to that kind of insecurity that some men have, which is that their interests aren't taken seriously by the women in their lives, which is so ironic because so many women have interests that men would never even think to discuss with them. And I think that there is this sort of paternalistic sense that they have over football and over their celebrities that they like, that when women try to bring the celebrities that they enjoy into the conversation, it can feel kind of threatening in that way. I think that women should continue to freely mess with any man who loves Travis Kelsey and hopefully improve the relationship that they have with him. (laughs) Chelsea McLaughlin is Mamma Mia's senior entertainment reporter and regular contributor to our sister podcast, The Spill. Chelsea, why do you think the men are angry about this Kelsey-Swift relationship? I'm sure there is an element of, like, just some classic sexism here, you know, of distaste and having this man's success or fame tied to a woman. 
The other way around is pretty much our default setting, though, you know, especially in the world of sports when we think about WAGs, for example. So turning that on its head is probably new to them. And, you know, to be fair, Travis is a two-time Super Bowl winner. He's in conversations about being the best of all time in his position. He's clearly usually successful and famous on his own. So there was always going to be that tension and people claiming whoever he's dating is more interesting or substantial than that. It's a little funny as well because that's what we've been doing to female celebrities for yonks. You know, 10, 20 years down the line, we're still always talking about someone famous they dated way back when. I cannot help but draw some comparisons here with Posh and Bex and the Beckham documentary that's currently screening on Netflix just reminded me all over again about what it was like at the start of their relationship because he was arguably the biggest sports star in the world when Mm. he decided to have a relationship with Victoria Adams as who she was back then but she arguably was one of the biggest pop stars in the world as part of the Spice Girls and it seems a lot of the conversation seems quite similar now how Taylor Swift is going to ruin Travis Kelsey's sporting career because he won't be focused on playing the football anymore. And like a lot of the conversation seems to be aligned. Are Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift potentially the 2023 version of Posh and Bex? Well, I mean, we'll have to cheat back in 20 years. You can call me in 20 years and we can figure it out. It could very well also be like the Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson, where it crashed and burned, where Jessica Simpson would go to Tony Romo's games. He was a football player in Texas and be booed by the crowd. And all of the media storm became, she's distracting. She's a jinx. The team's losing because of her. And that was really, really hard on her. And obviously the relationship didn't last. It's amazing to me how much we are on board with it. I think it's the rom-com element of it all. It is playing out kind of like all of those, you know, high school football player meets cheerleader kind of shows that we love, that we devour. So I'm not sure, but it is kind of interesting having the Beckham documentary come out last week and you have a scene where, for example, Victoria is recalling being at a game and having an entire crowd of predominantly, you know, male football fans chanting a horribly sexist and sexually explicit thing and she's just sitting there in the crowd like what do I do also last week there was a video going around from a football game where a Taylor Swift ad popped up and the entire crowd was booing and so I thought that was an interesting parallel it's interesting you brought up the Jessica Simpson thing too because we've seen this with women who are very powerful in their own right who do have relationships with sporting personalities in particular. And we saw this with Kendall Jenner too, when she was dating sort of a range of basketball stars for a while, that she was blamed for being a jinx on the players that she was dating, that they would start losing as soon as that relationship would begin. Is a powerful woman just a good scapegoat for fans when their team starts losing? I think short answer, yes. It's a really convenient and easy thing to do. And I guess like if you've got decades of history of being able to blame a woman for something, you know, may as well lean into that if it's convenient to your sort of point of view. I do think that if it happens this time, there will be more of a pushback or more of an interrogation of it as sort of a cultural conversation by nature of the fact that Taylor is mostly pretty well liked and she also has an incredibly intimidating group of Swifties behind her who will really go into bat. Okay, well, can we talk about that then? (laughs) Yes. Some say that Swifties can be pretty brutal. And in fact, Travis Kelsey's ex has come out and said that they seem like a pretty toxic bunch. 
considering Taylor Swift is such a positive human being from what we see from the outside, Swifties can be brutal. What's the potential fallout if this does not work out for them? Yeah, Swifties can be intense. I actually think in this case with Taylor and Travis, things not working out or, you know, having the backlash in media or football fans and that kind of thing could actually lead to a sort of mutually assured destruction in a way. Because as we've already seen, football fans are also brutal. Broadly, I love fandom and I think fandom is really fun and often important to someone's identity and can tell us a lot about the world, but fandom can also be really toxic. And the way I see it, it often manifests itself as people seeing their idols, whether we're talking Taylor Swift, whether we're talking a movie star or a footballer who's being called less famous than his maybe girlfriend. Fans see that as them being under attack and then a key tenet to fandom is to fight for your person, whoever they may be, like on their behalf, and then it spirals. It spirals into insults being flung in someone's honour. Twitter will become a dumpster fire, as per usual. John Mayer's Instagram comments, for example, will become a dumpster fire. And I, for one, don't really want to see a fight between Swifties and football bros. I think that's a terrifying prospect. But also just another consequence, I think, and this will come from fandom, but I think also just from like pop culture generally, is that Travis Kelsey's personal life will forever more be scrutinized. You know, I've just referenced John Mayer too many times. Everyone knows about Jake Gyllenhaal and that damn scarf. So I think that always, no matter how this pans out, whether it's a forever Posh and Beck story or a Jessica Simpson, Tony Romo, who I had to Google his name, I couldn't remember. So maybe this goes against my point. But I think there will forever be sort of a heightened interest in Travis Kelsey's love life because of his link to a celebrity whose love life is sort of one of the most trawled through, clicked on, kind of engaged with in the entire world. And so good luck to him, that's scary. Edie agrees that the backlash from Swifties will be harsh if it comes to that, but says Taylor herself may just be untouchable for anyone thinking of trying to take her power down. At this point in her career, I think she's too big to fail. I think that the attention she's getting from this Travis Kelsey thing, just like adding to the momentum that she already had with her Eras tour and with the re-releases of her old albums, Honestly, I wouldn't be too worried about Taylor. I think that (laughs) she will survive pretty much anything right now. She is maybe a little bit infallible to cultural criticism and cancellation. When we say many men were angry about the focus shifting from the men on the field to a powerful woman in the supporters box, it really wasn't all men. Some realised from the very start that the power of Taylor Swift is just too strong to fight. Babe, I just think it's kind of crazy how Taylor Swift is like low-key putting Travis Kelsey on the map. She actually did, though. I mean, his jersey sales went up by 400%. That's insane. Oh, is somebody a Swifty? She actually got her fans to tune in to the Chiefs-Bears game, which was a blowout. The Bears are so bad. And this podcast is number one on Apple Podcasts and all other streaming platforms. Even after Alex Cooper and Alex Earl literally teamed up to create their own podcast, Travis Kelsey's podcast is number one. That's got to tell you something. And, babe, he gained over 400,000 Instagram followers. That's two times as many as he gained when the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl last year, which was a great game. And they sold more tickets on one day than they did since the beginning of the season just because she was there, just because there's a possibility that she could be in the fan box with Travis Kelsey's mom. Travis Kelsey might be one of the best tight ends on the league, 
but his stardom doesn't even scratch the surface of Taylor's. And even the Kelsey brothers themselves are aware of Taylor's might. We've been avoiding this subject out of respect for your personal life. Now we got to talk about it. Yeah, my personal life that's not so personal. Yeah, well. (laughs) I did this to myself, Jason. I know this. Well, Trav, how's it feel that Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? (laughs) The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tegan Sadler. 